as well as the cost of first fit awards. And it's about to be adapted for television in the town hall. You said it. <laughs> so obviously the book has done numbers already in hardback, and it's about to reach a whole new audience in paperback. Um, so I mean, you know, what it's like to be your first book, your debut novel, um, and you know, it's hard to imagine that it could have gone any better for your first book. Um, and that's going into so many people's hands again in paperback. Um, I hope you've had a chance to reflect on what you've achieved. Um, but I wondered that now it's been so long after you know the forensic editorial process of rereading the book. Have you read it as a physical book and just thought, wow? <laughs> <laughs> <That>, no. <laughs> <laughs>
and obviously now your book has become that for um, authors coming up behind you who now find you particularly if they're working with children at first. They have a book that's wildly successful that, as you say, well, you know, it's like reading, not like being famous. So that's incredible. Um, thank you. I know um, you back the writing retreat at Slavery Week House, which is, you know, just as you do. <laughs> um, how did that come about? And when you started working on Queenie, was that a story that you already had bubbling away and you're like, that's what I'm going to write when I go to this retreat? Or was it something that came about as you sat down to start? Thank you. 
into. Um, did you deliberately look at the start that you were trying to shine a light on that? Or was it something that just came about with pulling your character as you were writing? Because you've got sort of the direct comparison. I think the the way you talk about the use of apps and sort of um, the immediacy of how people can contact you and speak to you in this anonymous mm. sort of way, and the differences between how Queenie's approached and how, say, her white friends approach in those ways, it's you know it's um, startling, or it should be, but. I think, as you say, it's really bringing to light how, you know, what the differences are in, in those landscapes for, for different women in modern, modern times in Britain. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, obviously, as I say, I can't lie, like, the romantic in me wanted Queenie to have some sort of romantic, redemptive moment. Um, you know, was that something that you attempted to do, or did you ever have a draft where, like, she found someone in <laughs> shining armour? Or like a not all men kind of <laughs> moment. No, that was not a thing. No,
again, the thing about value, this is a young woman who didn't understand the value of herself in her childhood, mm. and so she was never going to understand it as an adult until she got help, really. Yeah. Um, and like right now I have been touching some of the darker elements of the drink, um, but this drink is fun, like funny, <laughs> laugh out loud funny. I listened back, I know you, you didn't listen to the BBC Times, but I listened to the audio that I've read it, and then I listened to the book again, um, just recently because I knew I was doing this. And the, the, the interactions particularly with her friend, Cheska, who's like one of my favorite characters of recent times, genuinely, um, they're just so funny, and their interactions are so funny. And, you know, having friends like Cassandra, who's, again, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it, but those friends who you kind of you begin to question, like, do I actually like this person? Are we actually friends? Um, but I wanted to ask about the idea of disparate friendships, um, sort of friends you make in different walks of life. So, like, she's kind of got her day one friend, she's got her work life kind of friend, um, friends from uni. And is that something, again, I mean, I'm guessing that that was something you're drawing from your own life, or did you want Queenie to have lots of different aspects to her friendship groups? How did that come about, her, her friends? Uh, so, she's got three queer best friends. And yeah, so one from school, one from university, and one from work. Um,
months ago, and she was the quite fresh grad. Um, and I was like, well, okay, what's wrong? And she was like, well, I have a single semester booking, and it really upset me. It's really painful. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm really sorry. And I was sorry for a while, and I just hadn't realised that because I was, I found it easy to write such warm and touching things that actually they could be quite mm. damaging for someone. And so I guess I've just, I think I've, I've learned that my preference
not wonderful is being asked questions. And if you consider this being a JD challenge and being like, I don't do teams, I, I don't interact with the public, or is it it's important for you to put your own story out there as well? I think mainly just because of the space that we're in. So I think like in this like social media age, I think it would be really, really hard to, to do that. Um, I think it'd be really hard to do that. But also so many authors that I admire have just done that. And I think yeah. it's important because I think that it means they're really authentic to people as well. Um, maybe less of a projection, people aren't sort of projecting a certain image onto the book.
scared.
Be like, not perfect, <coughs> but it will be alright. 